Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. Gentlemen, happy Friday. BLG, how you doing? Had to go to me first, Stats, like you always do, and I appreciate it because, again, once again, Eagles still on top of the NFC East. First place team, 2-0. Who's hotter in the NFL right now? Other than the Bills and maybe some other teams, but uh, <laughs> feeling good, Stats. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, although not not doing great in the picks. I'm the only winless member of the show for our locks of the week. I'm 0-2, BLG. You are 1-1, one and, one, and RJ, Mr. 2-0, Mr. Perfect. How are you feeling today? Somebody's got to carry the slack for the Cowboys around here, and that would be me. <laughs> um, but stats, you are not only a failure, but you're costing people money. Literally, like it's our mm-hmm. it's our advice. You know what games to wager on, and if they're following my advice, they're making a lot of money. If they're following your advice, they're not. Um, really, more proof that I am perfect and wonderful, and my presence here is a gift to everyone, as exemplified by the latest review on the SB Nation NFL show. We obviously always ask people to subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. This comes to us, the latest one, from J.H.L. Davis. Five-star rating. It is simply titled MFM and says, still doing a good job. Best part of Monday podcast. Talking, of course, about Monday Football Monday. Nobody ever talks about the oddcast. Just just wanted to throw that out there. Your your review that you read, that you really wanted to drive home how good the show was, and it was still doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a credit to me and Pete Tweeney and Rachel Prevett and, and the hard work that we put together and the great guests that we have. So uh, maybe this show can live up um, to that high expectation that we set early in the week. Okay. That's your fastball. Got it. I uh, want to remind everybody, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're new to the show, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break down Thursday night football, and then we are going to preview every single game on the Sunday slate and every game of the week. We'll do our pick three and our locks of the week. Let's get into Thursday night football. Browns get the win. 29-17 over the Steelers was a little closer than that. The Browns got one of those weird touchdowns right at the end of the game to make the score look worse than it was. But let's start. There's a lot of Steelers stuff I get, but let's just start with the winners, BLG. Are the Browns the most, like, together team in the AFC North right now? Mm, No. I still think the Ravens are (laughs) or would be that team. Um, But I will say that... Steelers are a little bit worse off than I expected. And I think the quarterback situation is something we need to talk about really quick before I do that. I just want to mention that I was the only team here, or the only person, sorry, not the only team. I'm on my own team. 
the only person that took the Browns to win in our mm-hmm. look ahead picks last night. By the way, I am also now 19, 13, and one in those, while both of you are below 500 and making picks. So uh, you have some work to do, both of you. But uh, look, I took the Browns because I didn't believe in Mitch Trubisky, and I only feel like it's a matter of time. And in fact, I can't believe, all due respect to you, Stats, and your co-host on the Wednesday show, Kyle and Justice, I can't believe that Trubisky, like, won the gauntlet basically of what your activity was like where basically the the argument there was like it's too soon to bench him how is it too soon to bench him the Steelers have four touchdowns on 34 drives this season that's 11.8 percent that would have been the worst rate in football a year ago just below the Giants at 12.2 percent that comes from Bill Barnwell so uh, for as much as you know the Browns took care of business this is also about the Steelers being bad I would offer that the Steelers have not led at any point over their last two games. Um, and, and they've played two teams that we don't exactly believe in, in the New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns, two offenses we don't exactly believe in. In fact, we don't believe in the Browns so much that, BLG, to your point about the picks, none of us took the Browns in week one when they played the Carolina Panthers. Think about that. Um, I will say, and this is a different thing, but like I kind of just don't want to pick the Browns. Like I know I did last week, but and, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that you want to pick them, Brandon. I mean, we sure. all feel the same way. Um, but so I was a little bit more emotionally compromised with my pick is where i'm coming from um i i agree with brandon like stats what's up with y'all on the the gauntlet is weak i mean the gauntlet is is lame like it's not a gauntlet it's a soft it's it's a it's a match it's 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 van halen's jump song like all over the like a, a bunch of just soft cuddly things like how can you not like you were the person a year ago like how can the 49ers just be wasting this time with trey lance like get him in right now so how can you argue against playing Kenny Pickett right now I mean I don't I don't answer I don't answer questions in the gauntlet if they had asked me I would have said it's pointless to play Mitchell Trubisky I was against the Mitchell Trubisky signing from the start because for some reason people thought he was going to be good because he looked good in one preseason game when he was the backup for the Bills it was the dumbest argument ever Mitchell Trubisky can't play in the league get rid of him if you're the Steelers I feel like the Steelers they they're so like wrapped up in this whole like we're stable we don't overreact right we don't fire coaches we don't change quarterback they kept Ben Roethlisberger for at least a year too long like they (laughs) got to get past that get with the times all right you got to find out what you have in Kenny Pickett even if you lose games this year and you lose that precious Mike Tomlin streak of never finishing under 500 it's worth it to find out what you have because it's going to impact what your franchise does for the next couple of years. Because if you think Kenny Pickett can play, you're going to load up in free agency while he's on the rookie contract and do everything you can to make the roster as good as it can in that little window. If you play him and he's absolutely terrible, well, then, you know, you still need a quarterback. Maybe you go out and get a veteran guy next year, but you got to find out. So playing Mitchell Trubisky does nobody any good. I agree with um, that to the point. I would say, to, to the point that we're all making, the Steelers are just a little bit more successful version of the Giants with their like archaic way of thinking. And there's obviously the the like Rooney I mean, Mara um, connection. Like there's actual the literal person, the human being Rooney Mara. Um, she's accomplished in her own right. But like that, they're, they're like I would I would say that the Giants are like the ivy sore of evolution 
Um, but the Steelers are the Venusaur. Like, they're far more accomplished. They're far more stable. They don't have the drama, but they're the same thing, to your point, Stats. Like, they want to stick to their, like, this is the way. So we've only had three head coaches in the last 500 years. We don't blink. <laughs> we we know. We'll get in, and we'll grind, and we'll lift the weights, and we'll do it, and we'll go out to the banks of the three rivers and, and figure it out the way that, that we have done it all along. Bill Cowher is going to come in and evaluate this team. No, stupid. This is dumb. You're wasting time. And I, I – they're in such a weird spot. Like, I don't even know that they're treading water. Like they're like, they're kind of boring. Like it's, it's lame to watch the Steelers. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun football. And Kenny Pickett would be at the very least. And also like, it's not like he looked overmatched right in the preseason games. You, you can be like, okay, he did good against weak competition. Okay, sure. We, we don't know. That means he'll be successful in the NFL against starters, but at least I think it gives you some sense of, he might not be totally like a lost cause and hopeless out there right away. I think he's ready to play. I'd like to see what the Steelers look like with Kenny Pickett. I don't know what we're supposed to learn about Mitch Trubisky. You gave him a chance. Okay, you give him three games. Now, you know, you have this mini buy here going into the Jets game next week. Like, I think now is the time to pull the plug on Trubisky, who, by the way, like, let's talk about the George Pickens catch because that was, like, incredible. Obviously, I'm sure uh, you can get into the, you know, is it better than OBJ's catch or everything? But, I mean, let's just if, – if that catch didn't happen, which is clearly, like, a great catch, not a good throw – if you take that away, Mitchell Trubisky was 19 of 31 for 171, a 5.5 average, 76.1 passer rating. Like, come on. Like, and that's, I, you know, it happened, so you can't take it away. But that was like, again, like it, it took one of literally the best catches in NFL history for Trubisky to even have a stat line that was like less pathetic than it easily could have been. Um, Just like Odo Beckham Jr., um, the author of this catch lost the game that gets forgotten all the time. The Cowboys beat Odell Beckham Jr. in that game. Like it was a great catch, but they lost. And like, it was an amazing comeback from Tony Romo and Des Bryant and Tyron Smith. It was an awesome finish on Sunday night football. Um, and so um, Al Michaels was there for both of them. Actually. So, Al Why Michaels do we was on the have call. to remember who won the game when talking because- about the catch? Because it's stupid to be like, oh my gosh, this was this. It was an amazing catch, but like they lost. I mean, is that not important? Like we, we it would, it should like, I, if the Seahawks had won the Super Bowl that Russell Wilson lost, I feel like Jermaine Curse's catch would have been one of the greatest catches of all time. But we forget about it because they lost. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if, if this had been a not Giants team, you know, the Odell thing, I would not have gotten the attention that it got. But, I mean, cool. It was an amazing catch. I'm not trying to take away from that. Um, this was an amazing catch. I think Odell's is still more amazing. I think it's stupid, again, that we act like Odell was the first person to ever catch a pass with one hand, kind of like we act like Aaron Rodgers was the first person to ever throw a Hail Mary. Now Brandon Staley is the first person to ever go for it on fourth down. So it, they're like, whoa, what a big shock with like 16 games happening most weeks that amazing catches happen in the NFL. What a huge surprise. The catch was unbelievable. And I like Pickens. I like the fact that he's like, legitimately like straight face like i'm open 90 percent of the time <laughs> like i think that's fantastic i like people with personality we need more of that and the steelers need a quarterback that can actually just force feed him the ball like they have weapons in pittsburgh pickens is there chase claypool can be a good weapon deontay johnson's good Najee harris like you gotta get somebody that can distribute and clearly mitch can't and maybe kenny pickett can but i think we we know what Mitch is. So to continue down that road, expecting a different outcome doesn't make sense to me. I do want to say one thing on the other side of this ball um, that will, or the other side of the, this, I guess the other side of the ball, the other side of the game. Um, we haven't talked about the Browns and I think we're all fine with that. Um, but Amari <laughs> Cooper, um, dude, like it just, mm. um, it, it, is he still it, good? It sucks so much. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, 
I, again, like we're all going to agree here. Amari Cooper is a, like, I don't care where you rank him in your wide receiver rankings. He's mu- he's worth much more than a fifth round pick, right? Like we, we can all like slam dunk agree with this, but stats, you mentioned force feeding the ball to George Pickens. Um, shout out to Mike Clay, who had this tweet late Thursday night. Amari Cooper has a massive 31% target share this season. His previous career high, 23%, which was in 2016, his second season with the then Oakland Raiders. He had a career low, 19% in Dallas last year. And that was our big contention at Blogging the Voice and across the Cowboys universe was, you want this dude to produce like Cooper Cub and Devontae Adams and all these other dudes? Use him. Throw it to him. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like It was so stupid that they blamed him for, for poor production when he had a career low usage rate. Um, the, the Browns have... I mean, we all, he's a consensus number one receiver, right? Like we all agree. However you want to rank him, whoever's better. He is somebody who the Cowboys could certainly use right now. Um, just there, there will never be a way to spin that trade. It was one of honestly the worst trades in NFL history, but certainly in Cowboys. history. Hate to see it. Um, last thing I'll say quickly <laughs> on the Browns is, you know, for as much as we obviously aren't like, wow, the Browns, what a great team to root for. I mean, like the, the objective reality is they're, they're two and one right now. Um, they, Lost to the Jets, I wouldn't say is super concerning in terms of like that took like very special. I mean, it's obviously disappointing they blew it, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, this team is a total fraud because they lost that to me. It's just like the Jets pulled off kind of like a miracle comeback there. But in any case, they get the Falcons next week and they'll be heading into that game with extra rest. So, you know, really easy path to three and one here, which is pretty much like if you're you know having your backup quarterback carry the weight for most of the season, like they're in a good spot in that regard. Um, again, what you make of that and how ex- your excitement level for that may vary, um, but it, that's what the reality is right now. Yeah, if you're a Browns fan, I feel like you're just trying to check the games off until you can get Deshaun Watson back. And again, that's a whole other issue, but purely from a football standpoint, that's obviously the goal of the team. And if you had told them when word of that suspension came down that they could potentially start four and one, I mean, obviously they all would have taken that, they would have been overjoyed. And that's really the reality that we could be close to be living in. So congratulations, Cleveland Browns and your fans. Enjoy the win. A win is a win is a win is a win, as they like to say. All right, gentlemen, I got some work to do because I'm not feeling good about my locks of the week. Like I said, I've been struggling. I disagree with your assessment, RJ, that I'm costing people money. Really, the worst place to be is BLG at one and one. Because if I'm consistently bad, all you got to do is do the opposite of whatever I say. And, you know, you can win money. So really, the worst part of the show is you, BLG. Just, you know. (laughs) throwing that out. he's also the worst in that he's um like um, this emotional hedge thing all that is is like a, a flag that says i'm too scared to actually believe in the philadelphia eagles so i have to couch it with one thing you know so i mean it's just the smart thing to do you're paying for a win how much money would you pay for a cowboys win rj each week probably um, a lot of money to quote to quote jerry jones the size of the check that i would write would be embarrassing and then mm. i would do nothing in free agency because that's <laughs> what he did so <laughs> He's very good. I don't even write hyper- checks. When was the last time you guys wrote a check? Mm. I had to do it for like taxes or something. Yeah, like, okay, like I'm talking for like you know, like a norm, like a grocery trip or something. Like I've there's never the, paid the, for the one. That's what I'm saying. There's the one weird thing in everyone's life that like they only take checks, but outside of that, like you don't normally nobody carries a checkbook around or anything like that. It's you know, it's weird. no, so. no. Pick me one, two, three. Pick one on three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's get to our pick three. It is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL. 
NFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. RJ, you are the reigning champ, I'll say, 2-0. So it's week three. I give you the floor. What's your lock of the week this week? Well, um, similar to what you were talking about with your self stats, how you can choose to bet against you um, if you want to make money, um, you can always choose to bet against the fraud Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> they should always be referred to as frauds got completely and totally blanked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was so easy. Um, and if the Jaguars can blank them, if the Jaguars can score against them, what are the Kansas City Chiefs going to do to this team? This is the worst possible situation that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard can find themselves in because they have run out of scapegoats and now they're going to start pointing at one another. But Patrick Mahomes is going to be pointing at the scoreboard, the uh, the indoor facility that is Lucas Oil Stadium. I can't believe how old such a new stadium looks. Uh, is going to be quite the sad place. It is the home opener for the Indianapolis Colts, but it is the site of my lock of the week. I will take the Chiefs as five and a half point favorites over the Colts. Shout out to me for continuing my perfect run. I am going to take for my lock of the week, the Dallas Cowboys plus one heading up to North Jersey to play the New York football giants. The football is back in the name after a two and zero start are the giants one of the worst two and O teams ever is like a big topic slash headline you'll see going around. I think actually our friends at big blue view uh, have an article about that. There's one on ESPN as well. And according to various metrics, including football outsiders, DVOA, they are, and that should be plain to see because they, they won in week one when the Titans missed a field goal and they only won by what one point. And then they narrowly defeated the Carolina Panthers who I have in my in this little uh, homage to the oddcast here dead last in my NFL power ranking. So they've beaten two bad teams and very narrowly. So, you know, that's better than losing, but uh, it doesn't mean they're very good. And the Cowboys, I think have a distinct advantage when it comes to Micah Parsons is going to cause some problems for a quarterback who fumbles a lot in Daniel Jones and turns the ball over a lot. So I think the Cowboys defense will hold up against a quarterback who can't take care of the ball and an unimpressive giants team kind of talent wise as a whole. Cowboys will win this game. Cooper Rush has been fine, not great, but fine. And I think he can do enough to help the Cowboys win outright. I'm going to take, and I can't believe I'm saying this sentence out loud. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus six against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, to be clear, I don't really still believe in the Lions, but their offense, it cannot be argued. I mean, they are putting up points, 35 plus points. Uh, points in two weeks this year so far they are getting points in this game I don't know if they're going to win the game outright but look I know that they can score I don't have that much faith in the Vikings defense this could be a very high scoring game but if Minnesota wins I don't think they're going to blow them out by any stretch so give me the Lions a team I know can score and if I'm getting a touchdown it seems like easy money although as I have said I am 0-2 so far this year so, so that the quarterbacks is... we're relying on are Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Rush, and Jared Goff. Just to be very clear here, that's the, the road we went down together. Look, I don't even have to win the game to win the bet, though. <laughs> that's the key, right? Okay. All right. How dare you? How you dare guys you wonder go. why you're not perfect in this game, but okay. All right, cool. All right. So those are our locks of the week. Now, let's get to our same game parlay. We like to go with the primetime game so everybody can follow along. Last week, we did Bears and Packers. I was the only one out of this crew, by the way, to get their pick right. My leg of the parlay was Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns. Easiest money I've ever made in my life. RJ, you are winless in this. So, BLG, I'm going to start with you. 49ers Broncos, what's your leg of the parlay? 
But I will say mine was not far off from hitting last week. It was not like a, a despicable bet. Oh my! Um, they don't give you half your money back, BOG. I'm just for saying, being close. Like, I went bold and it came no. close. So I was trying to get the people money and it didn't work out. But I'm the point is, this is like me going for it on fourth down. It was a gutsy call. Did it work out this time? No, but it doesn't mean I'm going to cower and stop and shy away from that. Uh, so I will be bold here uh, in the future again. Um, I forgot my same game parlay. So, oh wait, no, I found wow. it. I forgot it. I have it now. It is Debo Samuel rushing yards over thirty nine and a half. Look, let's be honest. I didn't love the props for this game. I don't love this game as a whole. But uh, Jimmy G is back, and that means you have to rely on Debo Samuel, just like Forty <laughs> ers did a lot in the second half of last year. He already has two games with 50-plus yards this season. So if he keeps up that pace, he's going to continue the over. I was looking at his stats back from last year. He went over uh, this amount a decent amount of times. I think they're going to have to rely on Debo. I think he can have some success uh, over 39.5 rushing yards. Um, I am winless uh, in this particular game, obviously, and so I want to rip the Band-Aid off. Right? I want to figure out whether I'm a winner or a loser right away. Um, to be very clear, this game is kind of full of losers in different ways. Sorry, stats, your 49ers are losers in a, in a very unique way. Um, a lot of fans thinking that they're winners because their franchise quarterback is injured. That's a weird look to me. Uh, the Denver Broncos, kind of king of the losers right now. Um, they are the most losery losers in the NFL right now <laughs> as far as football is concerned. Um, and so I don't think that they're going to accomplish much. In fact, their first drive of the game, minus 145 to be a punt. I will take a lock on that um, because do we really think that Nathaniel Hackett has figured it out just because he said he has, just because he's respect to him taking accountability, but like it's clear that this is not a functional NFL head coach. Uh, so one of the best defenses in the NFL, give me that punt. I want to see it in, uh, yeah, in, in high definition quality. That is a good pick by you, RJ. Niners defense is flying completely under the radar. They are, in my eyes, the best defense in the entire league. So that is a great <laughs> pick by you. Who? Wait, whose defense would you would you put over them? We know the answer to that sense. Does, does the 49ers defense have Michael Parsons? <laughs> who cares? There's 11 guys that play on defense. And they do have this okay. guy named Nick So Bosa. the Niners He's are cool because they shut down Geno Smith. Meanwhile, the Cowboys shut down Joe Burrow. Interesting. All right, whatever. Let's get Joe Burrow leg. practically sacks himself. All right, Let's my get... leg is easy, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo over half an interception. Look, it's clear. <laughs> He's going to put the ball in harm's way. He's going to do it. The only question is how good are the hands of the Broncos defenders? Because I guarantee you there's going to be at least two passes that clank right off of them. All they got to do is hold on to this damn thing. Jimmy's going to give them plenty of opportunities. I have said on our Niners Nation podcast I would take this over every single game Jimmy Garoppolo starts because ultimately it is going to be a moneymaker for you. I think that he's going to be under a little more pressure in this game than he was last week when he came in off the bench. That's also not a good thing for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's going to put the ball in harm's way. And I'm confident at least one time Denver's defenders are going to be able to hang on to it. So that is our pick three of the week. Good luck to you. Good luck to us. Well, good luck to me. I don't really care about the rest of you. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will run through every game on the week three schedule. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show. All right. Are you guys buckled in? Are you hydrated? Are you ready? I don't guess. Oh, God, don't bowl me <laughs> over with your enthusiasm. Let's get excited here. We got a great game. Let's start it off with the Bills at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting five points, and I love this because I feel like we really get to test the narrative, BLG. Are the Dolphins for real? Because if they beat the Bills, nobody's going to say they're not. Uh, remind me, both of you, who took the Dolphins to beat the Ravens last week? Oh, congrats, BLG. It's an amazing <laughs> comeback. Respect. R- cool. RJ has been like, oh, you're just high on the Dolphins because you watch them practice against the Eagles. That's true. Like, when they get I mean, destroyed. It looks really good. And now the Eagles look really good. So, like, that was meaningful. And I've been using that adva- to my advantage. Uh, look, the Bills are really good. It's hard to poke holes in them. They are stacked. But... But there's something about this Dolphins team that I like, and I'm going to keep going with it. Atua, that was a big game for him, for as many people. And I still feel like people don't want to give him credit, even that, even though he had like a pretty big-time performance last week, six touchdowns and came through in the clutch. And I get it. I still think there is a ceiling there. I don't. It's not like my favorite quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's done a lot to prove people wrong, and I think he deserves a little bit more respect than he's getting for what he's done. Um, and... I like Mike McDaniel. I said that going into the year. That's another reason why I felt good about the Dolphins. I believe in him. So, uh, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, I took the Dolphins to win the AFC East in like our pre, uh, like our, our show before week one, our season predictions. So if I do that, I kind of have to stick with that and uh, take the Dolphins to win here. And as, as Steven, our, our, good, our great producer, Steven Serta points out here, uh, Bills also have several injuries. Micah Parsons, Jordan Phillips, Dean Jackson. Micah Hyde. Micah, Micah Hyde. Sorry, what did I say? Micah Parsons. That's my <laughs> NFC sprain in there. Micah Hyde. Uh, but the Bills are banged up. The Dolphins are frisky. Give me the Dolphins, baby. Um, I do kind of feel like we didn't have the darling team that was like down on their luck that everybody was super in on the way people have done with the Jaguars and the Browns in years past. Um, the Dolphins have become that just a, a few weeks into the regular season. Um, I will give you credit BLG for being there earlier than most people. Um, but um, now there's this like 
oh, wow, Tua was amazing. He was amazing. So we're going to take either the the one time he was amazing or the incredible sustained run of amazingness that the Bills and Josh Allen are on. Um, I certainly respect the Dolphins. I respect Tua. Their wide receiver group is so much fun. I respect Mike McDaniel. Um, it, this isn't about a lack of respect for them. It's about an immense amount of respect for the Buffalo Bills and what they've been able to do. They are just crushing people. They look like the absolute best team in the NFL. The Dolphins are certainly a playoff team, but this is just this, this is a different animal. This is a different monster. It's in Miami, and so I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Um, I hate that we're getting this in week three. I would love to get both division rivalry games between the two teams like later in the year. Um, but and, and to your point, I think this goes a long way in making the mountain more difficult to climb for Miami if they lose to win the AFC East. Um, but I, I will take the Bills, and I will feel very, very, very confident about it. Not about making it my lock of the week, but it, it feels lame to, to pick mm. the Bills for that. Look, even if Miami comes out and plays in this game the way they played against the Ravens at the end of the game, the Bills can keep up with that. So, like, even, like, peak Miami at their best, that's like regular Buffalo. So, you know, I'm not saying that the Dolphins stink by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think the Chiefs are that damn good. They, they've they obviously had kind of the same system there for a few years. There's familiarity, and I, then they're not going to get rattled, right? Like, if the Dolphins come out and, like, throw a deep bomb to Tyreek Hill, they're not going to be like, oh, no. It's going to be like, all right, watch this. <laughs> Here's Stephon Diggs. Here's, you know all these playmakers that we have. So Stefan Diggs, who was on the SB Nation NFL show this week. Stats. Yes, he was mm-hmm. very confident. He kind of slyly slipped into the interview that like, oh yeah, I plan on spending a lot of time in Arizona during the Super Bowl this year. Nice work by him. So I'll take the bills. I'll give the points. It's a lot of points. It might be a closer game than that, but I just, until Buffalo has a bad game, I feel like I almost have to go with them. So I will take the Bills and give the points. Let's go to Minnesota now. Lions at the Vikings. Vikings are giving six points in this game. Detroit has scored a touchdown, RJ, in 15 straight quarters. That's pretty damn good. Um, I'm down bad this week. Uh, it's, been, it's been a bad bad week for my takes, except for my locks, thankfully. Um, it was tough to watch my Vikings get destroyed um, on Monday Night Football and to feed into the Kirk Cousins primetime thing. I still really believe in this offense, and I think you're both leaning too much into the meme if you say that you don't. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I, I think the Lions have arrived a little bit, but it's still a chaotic ride. Um, I don't know that I, I believe in them, you know, to a legitimate degree. And I'm, I'm very interested to watch their season unfold. But I, I do think the Vikings bounce back. And I know the game, obviously, uh, the, the one game between the two last year that was in Detroit was wild and had the crazy kind of final minutes. So this is a lot of points to give. Um, in fact, it, 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 I think it's too many points to give. I will take the Lions to cover, uh, but I think the Vikings win this game. I, I, I could see it being wild, crazy, whatever. Kirk maybe having an amazing finish that nobody cares about because it's not in prime time. Uh, and and, then, and <laughs> yep. then it becomes like, oh, so what? Kirk did it against the Lions. Like all of a sudden, all the hyping that we've done about the Lions means nothing uh, just because Kirk Cousins was the person who tamed them. Uh, but so Vikings win, Lions cover. I agree that the points here, I mean, they're super tempting. How could you not? Because even if you don't think the Lions can pull it off, I mean, the Vikings are so good again now that they're going to easily de- defeat this team. And look, the Lions kept it close with the Eagles in week one. That that has like aged well for them. And then they beat the Commanders pretty decisively. I know they, they allowed the Commanders back into the game. They were up like, what, 22 to zero at one point? Like they're they're a legit team. And uh, the Vikings have their issues. I do think, to RJ's point, they will bounce back a little bit. Justin Jefferson isn't going to be totally locked down like he was by NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Darius Slay, in Week 2. Um, but 
I do like the points here. I'm actually going to take the Lions outright because I think it's going to be a close game. I do think um, it's going to be a close one either way, but I will take Detroit. I don't think the Lions, just to be clear, though, I don't think the Vikings are quite as bad as they were on Monday night. I would definitely agree with that. I'm, I made my pick earlier, so everybody knows I'm taking the Lions and the points. But I agree. I think Minnesota is going to have a good showing in this game. I think that they're going to win the game ultimately, but I will take the Lions and the points. All right, let's go to New England now. The Ravens come to town. The Patriots are getting two and a half points at home. They passed on Lamar twice in 2018 in the draft, BLG. You think that sticks in Lamar's mind? Mm, I don't know. Do you do? Do you think that? I think he's he's aware of it, at the least. I think the Ravens are also a team that is going to another purple team that is going to bounce back this week. That was a tough loss for them against the Dolphins. They're obviously up, um, played well for most of the game, didn't finish the deal. Patriots, I'm not buying them just because they beat the Steelers, who we just talked about earlier. Like not very Mitchell Trubisky, not very impressive there. I was watching some of that Patriots uh Steelers game early last week and offense just looked like pulling teeth for kind of both sides. The Patriots big play was that Nelson Aguilar. Uh, touchdown catch of all catches and even that was like it was somewhat of a fluky play like it was underthrown by mac jones the ball was in the air and aguilar just made a great play on it but it was like a contested catch point being i don't i don't know that they have like sustainable offense going for them right now so i will easily take the ravens here i thought about taking the patriots just because you can kind of see like we've seen this movie before like great team like the ravens comes out has this hot star and then has this frustrating loss and you think like okay this is the moment to bounce back and then they lose and all of a sudden they're below 500 what's going on you could see belichick kind of controlling lamar but the the patriots just don't have the horses this year like i mean it it just feels so empty it it feels like um have you guys ever seen mighty ducks three it's a a great film Okay, well, so obviously it's the third movie in the franchise, um, and the Ducks are in, I think, college or like some high level of high school, and they're playing like super legitimate, you know, hockey against legitimate competition. And you, you're both familiar with the flying V concept that they have uh, in the first two movies. Uh, well, so they try to do that in this game against like the varsity team, and it gets just like destroyed. And uh, the main character is is getting like chastised by the coach. Uh, afterwards and he's like your little duck tricks won't work here anymore and it kind of feels like that like it kind of feels like belichick like you've had this like incredible bag this mary poppin sized bag of tricks that you can fool the entire nfl with but you they just don't work anymore like you and i'm not saying like he's been predictable but like all those things have have kind of run their course and shout out to him for having a a 20 year long run of a dynasty there's no shame in that whatsoever but it's just it's so hard to believe in it anymore it feels like we're way past the end not coming to the end like we're way past that's a long way to go for that analogy man i'm just it works you You know it it works they're birds uh just like the ravens even though it was about the patriots it worked i will say i'm a little nervous about lamar as BLG holds up his Go Birds shirt. I, by the way, I think it's the stupidest thing that Eagles fans claim birds. Like, that they're the ones who are like, Go Birds. There are like seven bird mascots in the NFL. That's so dumb to me. That would be like saying, Go Humans, if you were like a Giants or Cowboys <laughs> or a Niners fan or whatever. Or so, a Patriots fan. There you go. Um, yeah. Like, Lamar, I feel like, has kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Like, he had this sleeve on his arm on Wednesday. He was a limited participant in practice. He was listed with an elbow injury. Now, he did practice in full yesterday on Thursday. So maybe that's fine, but that makes me a little nervous. But ultimately, I just think like even if Belichick comes up with a great plan, like you still have to tackle this dude and he's incredible. And I think they're going to figure it out. They're going to be motivated now after giving that game away last week. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I'll give the points. I'll feel pretty comfortable about it. New England is just, they don't have a quarterback, and I have no faith in their offensive coaching staff, and they have done nothing so far to dissuade me of that opinion. Let's go to Tennessee now. The Raiders come to town. The Titans are getting two points. Is this an elimination game, BOG? Are you willing to say the loser of this game is out of the playoffs in the AFC? Not from a Titans perspective, just because the AFC South is so bad. (laughs) The Jaguars are at the top right now at what? One and one. Uh, Even if the Titans drop this, they still have a chance to win very awful division. Um, But for the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders are probably already done. Like blowing that lead to the Cardinals, your season's done. Like, I mean, at least you still might be able to make a wild card, maybe. But you're not. You're definitely not winning the West. And obviously their chances of doing that weren't amazing anyway. But now, like, I feel like you can already close the book on that because of how tough of a division and how tight of a race that's going to be. You can't afford to lose any ground, especially a game where you're up 20 to zero. So uh, I do think the Raiders need this more. And with that in mind, I think they will find a way to win. I know they're 0-2, but like they could have won that the Cardinals game. They were competitive with the Chargers in week one. I, I just think um they're not quite owing too bad. Whereas the Titans thus far, I can see them being I can very easily envision them being 0-3. It's a short week for Tennessee after coming off a really bad loss to Buffalo. Loss of AJ Brown is not the only issue down there, but it's certainly like it's certainly not helping matters. Uh, and Derrick Henry just we all knew this we all knew Derrick Henry couldn't be Derrick Henry forever and it was coming to roost at some time here so the rate give me the Raiders um I said that the Titans are the Cowboys of the AFC like with how they approach the offseason right like they got rid of things you know what I mean and then they were like we'll just be fine like we'll, we'll be we'll be just as good and like the division sucks so like we'll win it um and we're seeing the bottom kind of coming out for them um I think Mike Vrabel is a sneaky I don't know what the odds are um, maybe we can find them, but um, on, on Mike Vrabel being the first head coach fired this season, I could kind of mm. see that. Like, you could kind of see it falling apart and them just needing something. And then Malik Willis is turned to full time. It's, it's just fault, a matter though. of, I know it's not his fault, but I mean, it's this is a disaster. To your, I'm, I'm going Raiders. I, I agree with you entirely, Brandon, in that we've seen the Raiders. I, I don't, we, we can't give out almost points, but like, we've seen the Raiders look like the better team in the games they've played in spurts. We have not seen that with the Titans. Not to be fair, they had to play the Bills. Uh, most recently, and that's obviously very difficult, but they at no point looked better than the Giants, and that is the more concerning thing. Um, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the Raiders uh, win handily, and this is not, not an elimination game, I agree, Stats, but it is one of those, like, the, the winner of this is in, thank God, we're not 0-3 territory, like, and, and that's that's a bad place to be, uh, if you're on the opposite side, obviously. I just think the Raiders have more talent. Like, I have said, I think this, like, mini little era of Tennessee football is over. You got to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. AJ Brown is already gone. Derrick Henry's clearly on the backside of his career, just age and the combination of just the sheer number of touches that that guy has sustained already. I just think they need to move on. And they're another team. Like, again, does anybody think Ryan Tannehill is leading you to a championship? And spare me with that number one seed in the AFC last year. Who cares? Everybody, the whole AFC was a, a friggin' mess people last year. even really tout that? I feel like people don't actually even tout that. <laughs> Well, Titans think, fans might. I think Bills fans are too. Like, it, it, we can't have it both ways. Like, we can't say, oh, well, the Bills win and destroyed the world champions and then the team who was the one seed. Like, we it, we can't play either that it was a fraudulent one seed or it was real. We can't, you know what I mean? We can't use it to our own narrative. Sorry. Well, both of you. 
I think it's I think it's over for Tennessee. Like go to Malik Willis. He actually showed some flashes in the preseason. Again, it's about finding out what you have. We know what Ryan Tannehill is. He needs to shift to a backup role in his career. He could be a good mentor for Malik Willis, actually. They're both similar kind of guys. They're both mobile quarterbacks. Like, what do you do in Tennessee? Man, maybe if they lose this game, they do, but I'll take the Raiders and I'll give the points. All right. I have to start with BLG for this next game because it's Eagles. At the Commanders. Commanders getting six points. It's Carson Wentz against the quarterback and Jalen Hurts that he replaced. It's his chance to stick it to the Eagles and all their arrogant podcasters and and people that cover this site. BLG, where are you going? I mean, Carson Wentz wanted out of Philly, by the way. This isn't like the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles just dumped him. Like, he wanted to leave. I'm pissed Uh, off, Angelo. (laughs) Um. That was really distracting. I lost my train of thought entirely. Uh, I like the Eagles to win this game. I feel very confident in that. I think the spread is a little it's a little big. It's a division game. Uh, I feel like Carson Wentz can put up some garbage time points very well so and, and cover it, make it a closer game. It's a big game like for him. But exactly. Um, there's, but here's the other thing that I feel very confident in. He's going to turn the ball over. He does it. Stats. You love this stat that I bring up. Speaking of stats, 67 fumbles and 87 starts for Carson Wentz. He is a guaranteed fumble a game, almost. Like, it's going to happen. I said this to RJ on the NFC East mixtape this week. It's just about, like, does it happen at a back-breaking time? Are the Eagles able to recover? It's going to happen at some point, at least once. You know it's going to happen. Um, so it's about mitigate. It's like, can we survive that? And if you, that's the position you're in, like, we have to survive the turnover, then why are you betting on that? I don't feel great about that. Uh Eagles are going to have a lot of fans down there at FedEx Field. I feel like they always usually travel well down there. So Carson Wentz is probably going to get booed in his own stadium down there, um, if not from Commanders fans, if he's struggling as well. So uh, give me the Eagles. I'll take the the Commanders with the points to cover, but the Eagles are going to win this game. No faith, no faith in the. Oh, no. you, like, I said, I said this to Brandon on the mixed division like, game. He he bags on Carson Wentz at every turn. <laughs> He's been all in on the Eagles this year. How they're one of the best looking teams. Like how can you? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how can you not? I think that's cowardly. It's a division Brandon. game. Who it's cares? You think this quarterback sucks? You think he's a guaranteed fumble? Like you and you believe in this offense to a great degree. That like you cannot ride the fence on this one. You either have to be all in or all out in my mind <laughs> i don't have to do anything you tell me first of all and second wow. of all Carson Wentz has produced this year i'm not saying i, I don't think he's good but like uh. he, he, he has, what seven touchdowns so far so that offense is capable of putting up some points i think they can cover but i don't think they're going to have enough to top jalen hurts who's looking pretty good and a defense that had their best performance in a while and that doesn't make me fully confident that that defense is suddenly going to be a shutdown unit um but i think they're going to capitalize on the turnovers for the record, Brandon has now taken the points on two quarterbacks in a row against the Eagles, who he thinks suck in Kirk Cousins and, I was right and, on one of and Carson Wentz. So, well, I mean, just, okay. just putting that no, out there. Just, you know, right. let, yeah. so who Let's are you picking, RJ? So I will say this. I say a lot, like, couldn't you see, right? Like, because, like, we love the NFL. The NFL is super cinematic and, and theatrical, and it gives us, like, these amazing stories. The, 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 the vibes, have to use Brandon's, you know, uh, point of evaluation here, have been incredible for the Eagles so far through the first two weeks, right? Like, it has been a nonstop party in Philadelphia. What is the, like, the most destroying way that that could yeah, come undone? Yeah, would be a loss to Carson Wentz, where he, like, 
I don't even think he has to shine. Like, even if it's like one of those, like, you know, like Jimmy Garoppolo NFC championship performances, right? Like he completed eight passes, but, but like the commander's defense shut down the Eagles. It would still be this, we lost to Wentz type thing. And it would, it would hang over the season for a while, at least until the commanders and the Eagles met again. Um, so I will say this, I, I challenged the Eagles, you know, so far the, the first weeks of the season and they have lived up to it. They look like one of the best teams in the NFC. You really want to be this team Eagles that, that can win a Super Bowl? go destroy him. Like go prove to everyone that you were right. He was the problem. Do what the Colts cannot. The Colts can't walk the walk that they talked when they talked all about Carson Wentz over the offseason. Can you do it? Eagles? I will take the Eagles. I will take them to cover because I think they're that good. But if Carson Wentz comes out and, and is somewhat legitimate and somehow wins this game, it would be so incredibly funny. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes in that <laughs> NFC Championship game. He only completed six. But I'm interested to see how this game starts because I really think Carson is so thin-skinned. I think if Jalen Hurts comes out and looks really good and they mm. go right down the field and throw a touchdown, I think he's going to start pressing right away. Yep. Like I, you know, quarterbacks always say, well, well, I'm not competing against the other quarterback Carson is in this game I think he I think he's gonna want to go out and throw 50 touchdowns he already has that kind of urge to never give up on a play no matter what if Jalen Hurts comes out and starts looking good he's gonna press even more and probably force things and probably turn the ball over like you said BLG the Eagles are my pick to come out of the NFC for the Super Bowl this year so of course I am picking them in this game of course I am confident in them I will take the Eagles Mm -hmm. and I will give the points. See, that's how it's done, BLG. All right, let's go to Carolina. Saints at the Panthers. The Panthers are getting two and a half points. RJ, I know you love this kind of stuff. Two Heisman Trophy winners in this game. Two number one draft picks at quarterback, and neither one is playing for the team that drafted him first overall. The NFC South is truly, like, if the Arizona Cardinals were a division, it would be the NFC South. It's like, <laughs> hey, give a, give the franchise legends to this division that, like, established themselves elsewhere. Um, this is a weird game. I think it's hilarious that people thought, like, I could see the Saints being a playoff team. But, like, th- they have not looked great at all this season. Like, again, we don't have to talk about, you know, Peter King making them the one seed and all this stuff. But, like, that was so ridiculous. Like, what, what, like, what is the thing? Like, I, I, you know, like... E- like I, my my take on the Vikings, right? Like you both disagree with it, but you're, I know you both are like, well, they have Justin Jefferson, right? Like I could, I guess I can kind of buy what RJ's selling. They have the best receiver in the NFL. Like if that happened, it could happen. What's the thing? What's the one thing for the Saints? Like even if I asked you to name one thing, what can it possibly be? That being said, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers are disgusting. They don't deserve to be an NFL team. I will take the Saints. I will take the points. The Panthers will find a way. How appropriate it will be that they will fall to 0-3 after the 3-0 start a year ago. It really is funny. I think that's the perfect analysis, the correct analysis, if you will, for this game. It's like the Saints are not good. However, <laughs> the Panthers are despicable and worse. Panthers, all time bad vibes. I have them 32nd in my power rankings. I just, I cannot buy into them at all to the point where I am taking a team that has a quarterback who I don't believe in really a ton when he's healthy in Jameis Winston, who now has like four fractures in his back. Like, what is this? Like, how? what are the Saints really going to do with this? Now, that being said, I think their defense is good enough to limit a very uh, not-so-good Panthers offense, and Baker, I'm sure, is going to turn the ball over and everything. I give, give me the Saints. Do I feel, like, incredible about it? No, but I also feel awful about the Panthers, and I could not live with myself if I was putting my faith in that rule and Baker Mayfield and everything they have going on. Yeah, we were talking about coach with the highest odds to get fired first. Uh, Shout-out to Steven Serta, by the way. Mike Vrabel is 18th at plus 1375. 
I got to think Matt Rule's got to be number one, right? I mean, like, how much leash does this guy have left? They Not only have they not been successful on the field, they just haven't shown any sort of a plan, any signal that they are getting better or improving in any way, shape, form, or fashion. If it weren't for Christian McCaffrey there, they'd be an even bigger mess. I don't love the Saints. Everybody that's listening to this show knows that, but they're going to win this game, and I will give the points. Chicago and Houston. Up next, the Bears are giving three points in this game. They are at home, so that makes sense. It's the revenge, RJ, of Lovey Smith going up against his own former beloved Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, um, I picked the Texans to win the AFC South, which I feel like doesn't look that stupid just because the AFC South is that bad. Um, and so, so, um, I don't believe, um, that the, I, I saw this, um, during the week and I, I have forgotten and I don't remember who tweeted it. So that's my bad. Uh, but Davis Mills's home road splits are like literally polar opposites. Like he is so bad on the road compared to being like serviceable at home. Um, this game is in Chicago to your point has lovey stats. I feel like, you know, lovey played the bears while with the bucks, right? Like this is I not, assume, I right, got to like, assume at one point. Yeah. Well, I mean, he only coached there for two years. Um, so, and then he went back to, you know, university of Illinois. So, I mean, like, but I, I don't know. Steven's done a fantastic job, Steven. I don't mean to make your job harder, but I would be curious to know if lovey's ever been back to at least been back. Maybe he's faced the bears. Um, I'll take the Bears. I mean, they, again, like we've seen You'll some take the Bears. We've seen some signs of life. I, I mean, I, Davis when, when they is, threw for two yards last week, Davis Mills is so bad on the road. Again, it, this is Saints Panthers with, you know, uh, a more like pleasing aesthetic visually. That's all. I like Soldier Field and watching games. There. Justin Fields. What did he say last week, RJ, about like the this loss doesn't oh, hurt the fans or whatever? Yeah, he um, in his presser, I think on Monday, uh, said something like the the fans don't work as hard or something like that. Mm. So, and he did walk that back. Um, I think it was like I understand his did. point, but like that's not a wise thing to say. That's that's kind of a like you haven't been under the microscope for that long thing to say. He said the fans aren't putting in any work, which is just like which is true. I don't think it was like when I first heard what it. What do you mean? Like fans are not training, they're not lifting weights, they're not going to practice every mean. They're day. not like frustrated by the results and like pour like a lot of their money and time into it. Like they have every right to be frustrated. Like oh, they I agree. Be they're not lifting weights and like actually throwing the football. No, like, I just think the players should be more for. I, I didn't think it was that bad at all, to be honest. You can't, with you. you can't say it. You can't say what he said. It was that's absolute fine. big loser energy. Like I, that's exactly <laughs> why. That is that is exactly why. From this whole outset, I have been skeptical of Justin Fields. Those are the kind of vibes I was picking up on, which made me more skeptical, skeptical, not skeptical of the people who were just like seeing talent, talent, talent. He's so talented. He's so talented. I am more skeptical, and it's only on brand for me to go and lean into that skepticism. It's not really about feeling good about the Texans. Um, as Stats points out here, that Lovey is 0-2 versus the Bears. It's time for the Lovey Smith revenge game he's gonna get it this week give me the texans interesting so you'll you'll completely bet against quarterbacks who don't believe in when the eagles aren't playing them but when they are you're too scared to interesting i think carson Wentz is solid i don't believe in him as a franchise quarterback but we don't need to rehash this whole thing. stats break the tie i just look i know i'm going back to the niners on this but if trey lance went seven of 11 for 70 yards with no touchdowns and an interception 
in prime time, he would be getting skewered. And I don't know why Justin Fields is covered in Teflon and nothing sticks to him, but that is hideously, hideously bad. It's absurd. So I don't love the Bears in this game. I don't love the Texans, but like, do I think Davis Mills can be better than that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'll take the Texans. I don't love it, but at least I'm getting points in the game. And and until I see Justin Fields do anything with any kind of consistency, I have to bet against him. So, sorry. I'm going with the Houston Texans. Next up, Cincinnati traveling to New Jersey to take on the J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets getting six, coming off a big win. Cincy has to win this game. Otherwise, they're going 0-3, BLG. I don't take the Jets. The J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets because Mr. Joe Burrow. it's not about him. That Bengals offensive line doesn't give him a chance. They It's like, what, 16 sacks and 23 quarterback hits in two games? It's it's Who is holding? T.J. Watt and that? Micah Parsons. That, I think that's a fair thing to in, like, include in the analysis. Do you know who's a pass rusher for the Jets? Not them. I mean, that, the he's, he's, he's played, play honestly, Bengals. maybe the two best pass rushers in the NFL. He used to play for the Bengals. Isn't a pretty good pass well, rusher yeah. himself. Carl Lawson. Not maybe in that level, Carl but you're right. You're right. Lawson revenge game. Um, again, do I believe in the Jets as a whole? No, but that offensive line is so bad, and games are won and lost in the trenches. I would know that as a true kind of football guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Jets here, uh, especially with the points. Uh, the Bengals, man, the, the, the their vibes have been bad. Um, offensive line is so bad. Zach Taylor, the offense is at a sink. If they could get right, I will say against anyone, it could be <laughs> against this Jets secondary. But for now, I'll go with the Jets. Um, I'm calling this week, week three, the CEG, the clear eye gift. And what I mean by that is this is the gift for the class of 2020 quarterbacks. Obviously, 2020 is perfect vision there for the clear eye. Uh, this is the gift for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. All right, get back on track. All right. And they both get to do it against uh, the Jaguars don't really have like green under their teal, but they both get to do it against greenish teams. Um, Joe Burrow gets the New York Jets. I'm spoiling my, my Chargers pick. Obviously, the Chargers get the Jacksonville Jaguars flying across the country. Uh, everybody knows how big of a deal it is. Opposite time zones. Um, I, I mean, the Jets were very cute last week, but that that comeback was so improbable. Like, yeah. like you know, like we talk about things being sustainable, like it's just not going to happen. Um, I, I definitely think the Bengals have long term problems along their offensive line. Um, I do. I would I would be more impressed than I would be with the usual routing if the Bengals routed them just because the Jets are kind of that team that's in we everybody remembers the Mike White game a year ago like go 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 put an end to that you know what I mean like just just go destroy them and get back on track get to one and two stable stabilize things I'll take the Bengals I'll give the points and feel very confident about it this game makes me very uneasy because I do agree the Bengals offensive line is a problem but it was a problem last year and they still got to the Super Bowl like I don't know um that's... It's got to be good enough for them to beat the Jets. I, the Joe Flacco stinks. There's talent on Cincinnati's defense. I think we'll probably end up seeing Mike White in this game personally. I think Cincinnati's going to get right. Robert Sala, you know, he he kind of got off the hook because he made that receipts comment, and then the oh. Jets pulled off this incredible comeback. I don't King know moment. if that's going to happen two, two weeks in a row. So it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. But I think I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but... I just I'm not going to count on the Jets to miraculously pull off wins in consecutive weeks. One Some more. Ice box. Oh, we, oh we haven't done the icebox. We were so close, BLG. What are you doing? <laughs> Damn it! So close. Fun fact about the icebox: winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. <laughs> that one's on you, Brandon. Damn it! All right, let's finish up with the early games: Chiefs at the Colts. 
RJ, your favorite team to talk about. The Colts got shut out, and they have the fewest points in the entire league. So good luck facing Patrick Bones. I feel so vindicated. Matt Ryan won MVP. Matt Ryan took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. The Colts would have done this with Carson Wentz. It makes me so happy. I recognize it's just like picking and choosing to confirm my priors. It makes me so happy that Carson Wentz beat the Jaguars and that the Colts immediately got shut out by them. Like, that is so funny. I put all of the blame on Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. I put none of it on on the Colts players. They were up against it. Their their leadership was narcissistic, arrogant, and ignorant to narratives and ideas that they didn't want to choose to acknowledge as reality. They were so full of themselves that, look, we all understand that Carson Wentz was a problem last year, but they allowed themselves in their arrogance to place all of the blame, all of the faults for the 2021 Indianapolis Colts at the feet of the quarterback who they traded for. I mean, it is it is dripping. It is soaking wet in narcissism. They deserve all of this. They're going to get destroyed. And I hate all this, like, all the Colts media that's like, the Colts have to find a way. The pass catchers around Matt Ryan. Everybody around Matt Ryan has to step up. No, 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 because you told us that this offense was tailor-made, that Matt Ryan just shows up and executes everything no like now all of a sudden the roster is full of problems no you can't have it both ways i hate this walking back that is happening the colts made this bed they have to line it they stink they're bad they're awful chiefs by a thousand why is this line only five and a half like agreed no like what would make you think that this game like that so that's fishy to me that's a little suspicious i can't take the colts in good faith because there's nothing to believe in, really. But that just seems very odd to me. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are rolling. Colts very much not. Uh, RJ, it's, it's nice for you to finally, for one time, tell us about how you really feel about the Colts side. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything. Like This should be very simple. It should be Chiefs, five and a half, duh. The only, I mean... Shaq Leonard might come back for this game. So that okay. obviously would be a big yeah, lift I'm, for Indianapolis. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that, that was another thing. They were like, he's going to be fine. He's going to be totally like, and to be fair, last year when the, the Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson thing happened, they were like, it's going to be fine. And it was fine. But they were like, he's going to be fine. Don't worry. Shaq Leonard, he's going to be back. Shaquille Leonard, it's all going to yeah. be good. Like, they're all going to be back. All the Leonards are going to be back. No, 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 no. Like, there is some bad energy encircling the Colts. Uh, his injury really scares me. The fact that like this is the first week he might be able to play, and then he had a great year last year, even banged up. But I don't know that I'd feel great about him long term there. I just there's nothing about the the Colts to give you any optimism. It seems like five and a half is really like this is the classic, right? Vegas is begging you, begging yeah. you to take the Chiefs, and that always scares me. But I, I cannot, in good faith, bet against Kansas City. So I will take the Chiefs, and I will give. The points. Let's get to the late games now. The marquee matchup of the late window. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going to Tampa Bay. The Bucks are favored by just one point. Tom Brady may or may not have a finger injury, RJ. I don't like the Bucks vibes right now. And I I, I feel weird saying that the Packers have better vibes than anybody, uh, because their vibes are so toxic and weird and broken. Um, but the Packers Look, they're going to be good, right? Like, I don't think they're going to win 13 games this year. I think we all agree with that. But, like, they're still going to be good. Like, they're still somewhat inevitable. I know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well in Tampa, and he's thrown, like, whatever, like, half his career pick sixes there of the, like, four, because Aaron Rodgers is so amazing. We have to talk about this every time. We talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, but 
I mean, I'll take the Packers. Like the Bucks are in a very, very weird spot. I think it's kind of weird. The Mike Evans suspension thing is weird. If that like feels like the league, like just kind of like just just take this one suspension and, and go away. Why is Bruce Arians on the field? I feel like that wasn't talked about at all last week. Yeah. Like, what is going on? I I I think like he is so overshadowing and overstepping. He he talks and like I don't want to like I, I have problems with Bruce Arians as a football coach. I I'm not like here to talk about him as a person, but he talks all about how he wanted to elevate and promote and allow opportunities for Todd Bowles and good for him. He he's shown a, his track record shows nothing but but doing things like that. But how can you say that and then literally like make this about yourself? Like I mean I, I just don't like what's going on there. Um Bruce Arians seems and like I, I don't know. I'm I'm so out on the Bucks. I think they'll be fine because they have Tom Brady, but this is so weird. And again, like I, I hate to play conspiracy theorists, but it does feel like the NFL is fine turning a blind eye to some things with some teams related to some people. And it feels like they're totally comfortable doing that with, with Bruce Arians and the Bucks right now. Mm, yes, the NFL famously never has come after a team that Tom Brady has been on. Um not that they're victims either, because I don't believe that. But anyway, uh yeah, I know that it's no Mike Evans, but Todd Bowles is a very good coach and his defenses perform very well. And I don't think that's just a coincidence that Aaron Rodgers has been struggling against him. Like that defense has been lights out this season. And I know that they got Cooper Rush for a little bit, but they also got Dak when he was healthy and he looked pretty terrible. And then obviously um, the win last week as well. And I know it's Jameis and he's hurt, but still like it's, it's still a high level defense. And I believe in that defense as far as much as the, the vibes are indeed bad and kind of, I think it makes me worry and slash concern more about their long-term outlook than it does necessarily the, the short-term. Uh, I will take the Bucks here at home, favored by just one and basically a pick um, because I believe in that defense. The thing I'm looking forward to seeing is the Packers' defense. I want to see them kind of tested because I listen to Justice Mosqueda and, and other people talk about the Packers and say, yeah, the wide receivers are bad, but this defense is going to be really, really good. They're not going to have to score as much as they would have in the past. And we haven't really seen them be tested that much. I mean, they gave up 23 points to the Vikings in week one. They handled the Bears, but great, they're the Bears. So let's see this Packers defense going up against a good team. They don't have Mike Evans, like we said, but you're still facing Tom Brady. So let's see if the Packers defense can actually do it. I just, I don't care. Everything's stacked against Brady. He's got the finger injury. This guy's not here. I just, whatever, man. Until he fails, I'll go with Tom Brady. I only have to give one point, so I will go with Tampa Bay. The Rams and the Cardinals square off in an NFC East matchup. The Cardinals are favored by three and a half points. LA has won 10 of their last 11 games against the Cardinals, BLG. You said NFC East there, I think, stats, which is... Uh, Did I really? Oh, NFC West. West. Apologies. You can you can appear you, on the mixtape anytime yeah, you, you like. Right? <laughs> mixtape is in your head, bro. The Cardinals, once upon a time, did used to be in the NFC East. See? So that's what I was thinking. Clearly. Uh, you're also thinking that little uh, save for you there. Uh, I don't care if the Cardinals came back last week. That is not like, oh, the Cardinals are fine. That is not that kind of signal to me. That is just like, okay, they pulled it off, but I don't know that it is really a step forward to them again. What did I say last week? No DeAndre Hopkins, no me picking the Cardinals, really. So I know the Rams have their own issues. Um, they let the, they you know, let the Falcons back into the game. That game should have been closer. But I trust I, – I don't trust either of these teams a lot. It's hard to trust a lot of teams in the NFC, which is what we said before the season. But I trust the Cardinals less, so I will take the Rams. The Rams flirted with blowing a 28-3 to lead to the Falcons. Mm. Like what is like what what is a bigger like curse than that? You know what I mean? Like it, it's, I don't, I mean I and I think like I don't think you have to 
try hard to like po- like we, we do this all the time with the Bengals, and that's why stats i disagree with you that like even despite their bad offensive line they made it a super bowl like they benefited from like tennessee collapsing and kansas city collapsing right and so like you can do that very easily with the Rams, right like they they lost in week 18 to the 49ers in a game of consequence they were fortunate to draw this cardinals team in the wild card round they almost blew a massive lead to the bucks in the divisional round they were a jacuzzi mm-hmm. tart interception away from losing the nfc championship game not true and, and then they well you get the point like it's 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 a little bit of a of an oversimplification but you get the point and then they ran into like one of the more cinderella cinderellas in the super bowl to win it all and they got destroyed by the bills i'm not going to fault them for that and they almost blew this game to get back to like where we're at i don't like what the rams have going on at all like like they seem so weak and, and like a, a much ho- more hollow version of themselves than we've seen them be at their peaks but they just like we're in la we have sofi stadium the home of the nfl network like everybody talk about it so everybody be about it it's like now i don't think it's a stretch to say that and i agree with you brandon the cardinals are extremely limited limited but the cardinals have the more explosive offense in mm-hmm. this game like, like if, if we look at the like magnitude of of like the highest level explosion that your team can cause it's arizona and they have the more dynamic quarterback. They don't have the weapons around him. Obviously, I mean, you know, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. I'll take the Cardinals. I, I I like the Cardinals to win this game. I'm just wondering, given the Rams' success, like I just pointed out against the Cardinals, and the fact that the Rams have the Niners on Monday Night Football in Week 4, do they kind of look ahead to Week 4? Because obviously we know a championship game rematch. The Niners are 6-0 and in their last six regular season games against the Rams. Do they kind of look past the Cardinals a little bit? I'm starting to wonder, but I just think Sean McVay's light years ahead of Cliff Kingsbury. I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is wow. a terrible coach. Kyler is a talented quarterback, but I don't like Kyler from the neck up. I feel like when adversity strikes, he goes into the bag, man. He just he cuddles up and turtles up. And we saw it at the end of the playoff game last year against these Rams. He refused to go back into the game at the end of a playoff game. What what kind of a message does that send to the guys that are out there bleeding and fighting next to you on the field? So even though I don't like totally what's going on with the Rams, I just can't pick the Cardinals in this one. I will take the Rams and I will give the three and a half points. Two more late games before we get to the Sunday nighter. Jags at Chargers. Chargers are giving seven points. Should Justin Herbert just sit this one out, RJ? Um, probably. Um, this is Doug Peterson coaching against the team he should be the head coach for. I really believe that. <laughs> I was so upset when he didn't become the Chargers head coach. Um yeah, I, I thought about taking the Jaguars to cover. This is Chargers. This is Justin Herbert back. I mean, I don't believe as much as most people, but they're very, very, very good. They've had a week and a half. The Herbert thing is, is a little bit questionable, like injury-wise, and I think we'll kind of feel that way for a while. But still, they're the Chargers. It'll be easy. I'm so glad that Doug Peterson got the win over Frank Reich last week. Uh, <laughs> I do not think he'll be following that up with a win here. Give me the Chargers still. I know Herbert is banged up. But the Chargers have had a little bit of the mini-buy coming off Thursday night football. Making that trip to the West Coast, I just I don't see it for Jacksonville. I think the Chargers find a way to win. I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. If I were LA, I would try and bomb it, get up like two or three scores as fast as possible, and get Justin Herbert the hell out of the game. It's just too early in the season. He's got that rib injury. That is not something that is going to improve taking shots left, right, and center. As, as fast as you can get him out of this game, I think you should do it, but I will take the Chargers. I will give the points. Finally, the Falcons go to Seattle. Seahawks are favored by a single point. And for as much as Pete Carroll talks about the run game and how much he wants to run the ball and how it's the key to everything, Seattle is the last in the league in rushing yards, BLG. I believe they're also like last in the league in like 
offensive plays and their pace is on like for the fewest offensive plays ever or one of the few <laughs> one of the like worst seasons in terms of plays that is not modern football folks um yeah i will go with i know the falcons are own two and they always blow it so it's, it's a dangerous game to be betting on atlanta but they have shown signs of life and you know i think Seattle's Super Bowl was really week one, beating Russ and everything and kind of in an unsustainable way with you know the goal line uh, turnovers and whatnot. So I'll take the Falcons here. I think they've been kind of knocking on the door for a win. I think this is where they get it. The Falcons are one of the only teams that none of us had picked prior to week three at any point so far this season. I'm with BLG. Um, they just, I mean, like they the fact that they came back a little bit against the Rams, they hung with the Saints. I mean, again, we've added a lot. We've awarded a lot of almost points this episode. I think the Falcons have a lot of almost points. And so, um, you know, I think they get this win. It's not it's not hard to see. Geno Smith more. He's just like Sam Bradford was, you know, like great. 80 percent completion. Awesome. But what are you doing with the ball? Like you're not taking advantage. yards per attempt. Right. Like, no, that is not the way to win in the NFL. So Atlanta's they're, they're spunky. They got a little something there in Atlanta. So I will take the Falcons and I'll take the extra point as well. Okay. Sunday night football in Denver Broncos come to town or uh, excuse me, 49ers come to town. Broncos are getting points at home. They're getting one and a half points. I've said it all week long. Russell Wilson, 17 and four in his career against the 49ers, including the playoffs BLG. What do you like? I don't like Russ right now. I don't think he looks right. And I think the, there's absolutely something to the 49ers being a better team now. Like they're this, this 49ers ceiling, I think is lowered, but their floor is absolutely raised with Jimmy G back at quarterback. So I will take the Niners here. Uh, I just, I don't trust Russ right now. I'm sorry, Russ. I know you're listening on the podcast <laughs> right now, um, but I, I just can't do it. I do not you should like make your pick in the Russell Wilson voice. Uh, uh... Damn you know, it, BLG. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a funny thing. Um, you know, they, they say they say that that the doubt creates winners, and um, and, and when, who when says I say, that? Well, when stats, when, when I say they, I mean me. Um, <laughs> but but sometimes, you know, I talk to myself, and so there are two of us, and so that's how I classify um, the word they. It's it's a, it's a multiple um, sort of situation, but. Um, I understand, you know, look, hey, hey, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, uh, you know, the, the family and I, we, we were at Rome this past summer and, and I was throwing, throwing passes all over Vienna. I was, th- I was throwing them over, over the Vatican, baby. Vienna's um, in and, Germany, and, and, you <laughs> idiot. Whatever. And the Vatican joke worked. Look, the vibes are bad. Like the vibe, actually the vibes aren't bad. The vibes are weird. Like the, it is awkward. Like that's the word I would use. They are an awkward team. Nathaniel Hackett is in way over his head uh benjamin Solak had a great write-up about this in the ringer this week about how i and i i think this is like a super obvious thing but but again shout out to Solak for this but like mm. isn't it kind of well known that the broncos hired nathaniel hackett to lure aaron Rodgers? like i don't think it's yep. offending anybody to say this out loud i can't wait for aaron Rodgers' interview with like gq in 10 years where he's like yeah you know hacky uh you know he he left to denver and you know um, you know, I, I knew that that wasn't going to work out that I didn't mean to sound like Russell there, but it's just like a habit at this point. That being <laughs> said, I do not like what is happening with the Niners. I do not like how all this infighting that is happening. This is a really, this is going to be a very toxic season stats. I'm super sorry for you. Um, I, and, and you've seen it coming a mile away. Um, I don't like the like sort of pseudo celebrating that's been happening in the face. Like what other fan base would like have any sector of their, their population celebrate the franchise quarterback who the team gave up a mountain of draft picks for shattering his ankle. Like what on earth? These are, these are actual bad vibes. 
I do not like what is happening with the Niners here. I will take the Broncos. I, I feel more comfortable in that awkwardness than I do with what's happening here. I don't like how people are like, well, Jimmy's been great. They've been a great team with Jimmy. Like, no, we have talked about all of the, the like things running out in the NFL, like Derrick Henry and the Titans and the Cowboys and all this stuff. Like it's, it, it isn't just going to be the way it's been for the last five years because, because it's been that way. Like things change, life changes, people change, talents change. I know Jimmy came in and, and had a, a great performance last week against the Seahawks and fine. This just not, nah, I'm, I'm out on this. It wasn't a great performance against the Seahawks. He hit his first four passes. And after but they that, won, Stats. You're over here complaining right. about the, the win. The, who won the game? After his, la- his first four passes, he had 84 yards the rest of the game against a terrible defense. But I will say this about the 49ers. They're going to have an opportunity in the next two weeks because they play Sunday night football this week and Monday night football in week four. They're going to have an opportunity to change the narrative. And what I have said this week is this is their opportunity to go out and make a statement to the rest, at least the rest of the NFC. Like, hey. The bully is back. All those people last year that were hoping they lost in week 18 to the Rams so that they wouldn't get in the playoffs, that team could potentially be back. Now, it's up to them to see if they actually do it, but that's what's on the table in front of them. I agree with you. There's been zero empathy for Trey Lance. Seemingly, the day Trey Lance got hurt, anonymous 49ers players were talking to Mike Silver and saying, well, we can't say we're a better team with Jimmy, but you can The day Trey Lance got hurt, like that is not good. As long as Jimmy is on this roster and in that building, it will never be Trey Lance's team. That said, I am going to take the Niners in this game. I think their defense (laughs) is going to shut down Russ. Russ is not quite as athletic as he used to be. It's, It's not quite the same. And I think that Niners defense is so damn good that they're going to do just, it's going to be super low scoring. But I think the Niners are going to do just enough, so I will take them and I will give the points. Why are you shaking your head, RJ? I I just at some point, like Russ is going to have a coming out party, right? Like we all agree, Russ is an inferior version of himself. But like at some point, there will be a crazy Russell Wilson game where like the the takes will be like, "This is why this like it, they won't be this awkward forever." And it's like, not going to be this game. Broncos are really banged up in this one too, really banged up. Still, man, you know, uh, when, when I did the interview with, with Rob um, at, at the Super Bowl and I, I signed a sandwich for him and everything. Um, uh, that is you know, true. I, I, I just <laughs> that sounds uh, like a joke, but it's true. He, he, he told me that 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 I had made his life miserable. And 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 I, I took that message and and I harnessed it. And, and and so, you know, I've been looking forward to this game uh, because it's another opportunity to showcase my talent and, and what I've been given and, and, and just just be an example. And, and I, I want to be an example to, to stats, even though he doesn't believe um, the video you know. of Russell Wilson going out to practice and giving <laughs> fake fan like phantom high fives to fan people that are not standing there it's just so absurd he's such a psycho (laughs) my last my last take this is a really underrated beautiful uniform matchup the broncos are wearing their navies um Mm. and the niners road uniforms match well with like a dark color like that so like Mm. broncos navies niners roads the gold helmet the navy helmet under the lights the orange in the crowd like it all pops really 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 well One more thing. Mike Shanahan's going into the Broncos ring of honor in this game. I think Mm. Kyle's going to want to drop 50 on the Broncos and have a good performance in front of his dad. So that's another thing. All right. Last game, Monday night football, Cowboys, Giants, Giants favored by one. We don't have to dive deep into it. One sentence. One sentence. The Cowboys pass rush will force Daniel Jones turnovers. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL. It's my sentence. Cowboys win. I mean, the line is one. <laughs> That's more than one sentence. Daniel no. Jones How is, is a walking turnover. Cowboys. Boom. 
There you go. All right, everybody, enjoy the games. Enjoy the football. Hopefully all my picks work out and all yours stink. Guys, have a great weekend, man. Um, I will. There's a lot of good TV on. Survivor's back. Amazing Race is back. Lego Masters is back. Andor dropped on Disney+. Plus. Um, the fall is, hey, guys, it's the first official day of fall. Um, Does anybody know, me... are we changing the clocks this year or not? I just want to yes, know. Yes, I saw you tweet this. This is really embarrassing. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, the clock, we fall back this year. It's the last Why time. Why wouldn't we? Unless they, they like. Oh, it's the last the, time. What is okay, going on? Okay, good. That's great. Yeah, yes, there was because... there was the law the law changed or what? Yeah, oh my law, gosh. Like the the rule changed. I don't have time so... to keep up with the laws. I'm, I'm my brain is focused on football. <laughs> he baby. doesn't have time to keep up with time. Yeah, um, but um, <laughs> how do you think I got this award? Otherwise, come on, let's be real here. World's best uh, boss. You got a fake nice. Gundy. Hey, Brandon. Uh, I'm mean, sorry. Hey, stats. Did you know that Brandon lies about his height? He tells people that he's six <laughs> foot nine. He's actually six foot five. This is did a good this? bit. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He looks like someone that would lie about his height. Let's be real. What's All right, mean? everybody. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Come with me.